the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Chair 2 Leader. I'm so glad to join us today. I'm Danny Smith, one of the co-hosts alongside Ben South. Ben, how are you today on this fine summer day? We are doing great. Summer is upon us, enjoying it. It's a beautiful day here in central Arkansas, so yeah, wish yeah, I was outside. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not too terribly hot yet. Hey, you know, with summer, uh, you know, there's all these reading lists and stuff like that. What What do you got? What, what's your What's on your reading stand right now? My, but I know you have like a stack, so try to keep it down for like... <laughs> You know, reading list this year, I I don't have a big stack this year. I'm just trying to read a little bit. I've got John Piper's Providence I'm working through this year. Uh, Dana Ortland, I think it was. Gentle and Lowly, I'm working through it. So about two or three little things like that that I'm working through. And I, as I refer to Piper's Providence book as a little thing, you know, it's yeah, several hundred a little, you know, pages. Yeah, just a little, to work through there. Just, that's, you know, in your spare time. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, I just finished up something kind of unique. I finished up a book by Flannery O'Connor. Uh, and so it was a whole short story. It's pretty interesting, kind of different, a little dark, but uh, definitely not on the level of what you're reading. So uh, I'll just uh, go and confess. But uh, good stuff. It's summertime. Hope you're reading. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, we feel like is important is always learning. And Ben's going to tell you about our guest here today who. Um, it's going to give some great insight on what it means to learn and grow and be mentored and how to mentor. So before we get to that, though, let me tell you about our sponsor, Central Baptist College. We are so thankful that CBC is uh, being a part uh, of this. If you need a college degree but you don't have the time, the Pace College degree program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. CBC knows you can't quit your full-time job, which is why they've developed a flexible format that helps adults with 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So here's how you can get started. Visit cbc.edu slash online, apply for admission or request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will contact you. They'll help enroll you in classes, answer any questions you may have. So visit cbc.edu slash online today so you can earn your degree, reach your goals, and read big books like Ben is reading this summer, and uh, they'll help you out with that. And, and, you know, Ben, reading and learning is just a lifelong part of whatever chair uh, you sit in in a local church. And for some of our listeners, they might not even be in a, uh, a you know, chair of ministry, so to speak, as, uh, as our podcast talks about. But I think today's guest is going to give us some insight on how to grow, how to learn, how to help others do the same thing. And so, why don't you tell us about our guest today? That's right. We're glad to have with us Kevin Harris. And I met Kevin about a month or so ago at this point. It was at our church. Uh, Kevin's with Radical Mentoring. Uh, our church has been going through this ministry, and he's going to talk some about that. But how we as ministers and churches can engage men uh, and mentor them toward discipleship and, and growth. So, Kevin, uh, welcome to the podcast. Ben. Thanks for having me. Good to see you again. And it's always good to meet uh, new friends, Danny. So thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Kevin, sure. take, just, uh, take just a moment first, Kevin, and just tell us a little bit about yourself and w- what brought you to where you are in ministry and how you're serving. Well, you know that God brought me to where I am in ministry, Ben. 
But let me tell you the backstory. Um, so uh, I've been married for 21 years. I live in Atlanta. I've got two boys. Uh, one is about to turn 15 and one is uh, about to turn 12. I would say 14 and 11, but they would correct me. <laughs> That's so right. as you know, you, you round up. Um, I have a 160 pound dog named Bella, who at some point may come crashing through the door to poke her head in on the conversation. Um, but yeah, so the last, gosh, almost six years now, I guess I've been um, working with and, and now have the honor of uh, stewarding radical mentoring as a, as a ministry that we love to get in the hands of churches. Um, I was introduced to Radical in 2002 when our late founder invited me to be a part of his mentoring group. And um, I, I wouldn't have written the script to uh, end up being where I am today in this seat, but um, uh, God, God has has funny funny way of bringing plans together. And so when I met Reggie, uh, he and I connected at a critical part of my life and he answered a lot of hard questions for me and uh, helped me see things in my faith differently because he wasn't uh, he wasn't a seminary trained guy. He was a business guy who just had a heart to take his life experience and story and pour it into the generation behind him. And I was a beneficiary of that along with um, about 150 guys in and around Metro Atlanta that he poured into. Um, and so today we as a ministry really spend a lot of our time engaging with local churches and helping them just get a bigger vision for what the men of their church uh, can do. And uh, I think oftentimes churches don't know what to do with men. Um, and, and we've tried to create just a unique, a unique way for, um, for you as pastors to not have to do it all yourself, to engage a group of uh, really strong leaders who uh, can take on this ministry and they can actually as lay leaders own this and engage the next generation of men at your church and really help build an intergenerational church for um, that'll, that'll go go on well beyond hopefully uh, the time that you guys get to spend on staff that'll this will something that hopefully will engage men for for years and years to come and reshape marriages and reshape families and um, it's just a really powerful thing that I get to I get in my team get to steward in some ways I see it as a for tier two leaders who are not senior pastors but who have other roles at the church they can engage in the lives of other men in maybe a way that's not specifically in your job description as a church but this is how in your personal life even you can day in and day out mentor and pour into other people and this is a radical mentoring i see it as a the the skeleton or the bones that is the tool that you can use and just helps you do that without having to recreate yeah, the wheel that's a great way to put it i think um you know if ben if one guy calls you a mentor what i think typically happens is there's a list of 10 other guys that would say, oh no, I, Ben's my mentor, Danny's my mentor. And I think what the risk with guys like you or guys that are that are in sort of, that have been um, ascribed the, the title of mentor, um, oftentimes those guys can get really spread out. They're, they're seeing a lot of people one-on-one, -on -one. they're trying to sort of solve the problem of the day, whether it's a marriage issue or a work issue. And what Reggie landed on and what we really sort of, uh, spend most of our time talking about is this small group mentoring environment where you can leverage your time and your talent and your story as a mentor and engage a group of four to eight younger guys, invite them to sit around your dining room table and just journey with them. And, and I think, as you said, the framework we've put together um, really allows um, a, a mentor to 
have a full you know conversation guide if he needs it or just to know that here are the building blocks of those conversations but it does get men to think about real issues around faith like uh, how do they see God? And then a really important question, how does God see them? Helps them understand grace and prayer. Um, some of the, the core things that you and I think are, are really natural um, for the Christian faith, but for sometimes the man of God may not, a general everyday guy may not may, may act like he understands it, but may not really have the context for it. And so then we get them to shift and think about what does that look like in your marriage and in your workplace and in your parenting? So it it really is a is a great way, as you said, to to just engage another group of men and give them um, give them a unique mentoring experience, which is really no different than discipling. Uh, it just has a different different word to it. When we say mentoring, a lot of people think, "Well, okay, I'm going to teach them some things," and that's a lot of mentoring is teaching and training, but. A lot of times, even discipleship, we think, well, let's go to a class, learn some facts, learn some information. But it's so much more than that. It's not just, I say this often, it's not preparing people to win at Bible trivia. That's not the goal of discipleship. But it's teaching people to walk and live like Christ. And you do that with time with others. And mentoring relationship is something that takes time to build. It doesn't happen in a six-week Bible study, but it happens over a course of months and even years. Um, and that's when you get into those deep relationships. And I think this is a great tool that helps you be able to do that. And in some ways, yeah, it's going to actually force the men to be transparent and probably more real than they've ever been with any other group of men in their life. But in that comes um, trust and in that comes a deepening of the relationships. Love it. Yeah, I think you will oftentimes get asked by pastors um, you know, what is, you know, why don't you call it radical discipleship? Why do you call it radical mentoring? And, you know, Reggie would say, and I think, and I, and I say often now, I find myself quoting him a lot. Um, you know, he was a business guy. And so for him, and, and to your point, you, you, you sort of hint, talked around it. <laughs> discipleship for a lot of guys does carry with it a, a weightier, um, it's a Christ, it's Christianese, you know, and yeah. for, for, some guys that that may be a little intimidating they may feel like they have to know things before they can be discipled they may think about a teaching environment and for reggie and and the mentors that we get to work with all around the country mentoring is more um, contextually relevant for them and it is really about as you described beautifully it is really sharing your story with a group of other men, creating a safe environment for them to share their stories. And then for you just to journey with them um, for a year, for a year is, is sort of what we put together, nine months or a year, but to journey with them and really um, do life together and not, not be driven by the curriculum, but be driven by the ages and stages of life and, and where these guys find themselves but you're really just creating an environment where they can be fully known. And I think at, at the core of every man is a desire to be fully known by God and by others. And uh, I really think that's what we're trying to create for men is that, is that space. Hey, um, Kevin, when you think about like the local church, you know, your connection, like you go to your website, you, talk, you see your churches, you see that connection. So um, I love that, that even though you're using the word mentor, Feel the idea that hey, we want guys to be fully known by God, be able to have those relationships with other people to be fully known by them. So, you know how um, sometimes we'll joke around, you know, like uh, if we want to get something done, oh yeah, I'm still in a, 
a Baptist church or something like that just takes time. So, you know, oftentimes the discipleship strategy of a local church lags way behind, like Ben said, we're just preparing people for Bible trivia many times. So as guys go through, um, you know, a nine-month longer process with y'all, what are some ways you're seeing that it's influenced some of the churches that y'all associate with for maybe how they rethink that engagement strategy and that process? How does that work? Yeah, I love it. We, we really see ourselves as a piece of a strategy. And so what we, what we what I find talking to a lot of churches is one of two things. Either they don't have anything established for men at all, and they know they need to do something, and they've somehow found us, they've Googled men's discipleship or mentoring or something, and they somehow connect with us. Or what they've done with their men is they've just created sort of, I don't want to shallow, more event, low commitment environments that guys can come in and out of, and they can sort of check the box and say, yes, we do something for our men, but there's not a real firm commitment to men. And so what we have seen happen is mentoring for us is a higher commitment experience. It's a piece of a strategy. And so you know, if you're inviting men to a um, men night, man night, or a, or a just having a speaker come in, that will, that's what we would call kind of that 101 environment where you can come in, you can hear something, you can leave, you're not asked to really commit anything other than just a little bit of time. Kind of that 201 environment for a lot of churches would be small groups or men's breakfasts or other things where guys have a chance to commit. Maybe they hear 20 to 30 minutes of teaching and they, they have some table time with a group of other men where they're dipping their toe into community a little bit. You're providing a next step for those guys. But there's always that core group that you sense want a little more, that they're, they're coming most of the time. Um, they're really engaged in, in the conversations. You see them as a networker of men inside your church. And for those guys, this mentoring environment serves two groups. It, it serves a place for those guys who want more. It gives them a place to land but it also provides a passion and a purpose for the older men of your church who you know have got incredible leadership capacity and capability, but who haven't found the right environment for them. They don't wanna be a Sunday school teacher because that's too much. They don't wanna necessarily lead something per se, but you know, if you gave them a platform where they could share their story, share their life experience, and that was the pure prerequisite of their mentoring ability was just their willingness and the desire to share what God has done in their life, where they continue to mess up and where they continue to see God show up and pour that into a group that's coming up behind them. What will happen is those men will be more drawn and more committed to the local church. Therefore, your 101 environment will be stronger and your 201 environments will be stronger because you're able to deploy these guys because they've now realized the power of being known by others and being known by God. And it's created in them a, a stronger sense of purpose. And you've got now a core group of men who you can lean in for service projects or other environments. Some churches will say this is where they're sort of finding their next round of elders. It's creating a place for them to sort of lean in and, and sort of find the, the cream of the crop, sort of next generation leaders that um, they feel like there's a place for them. And so we just want to be a piece of the solution. What we've realized is we can't, you know, if you stand up, 
you know, Ben at, at church and you say, Hey, the, you know, you make the announcements and say, we're starting a mentoring ministry. If you want to come to the mentoring table in the Narthex, we'll talk to you about this and make a big altar call about it. You might get a lot of names, but you might, you might not be able to have the kind of guys that you want to be in that experience. And so it's a little bit of sort of a starting. It's a little bit of a shoulder tap and, and you're identifying and you're saying, you know what, Danny, I, I see in you a, a desire to lead and the ability to lead more in inside our church. And we really need you more. We need more of you. And we've created this mentoring environment where we're going to connect you with a group of other men in a similar age and stage of life and a, and a leader who's two or three steps down the road ahead of you, who's going to, who really just has a desire to want to pour back in. And we'd love for you to have a chance to be a part of that. And, and let's, let's talk about what that might look like. And so it is sort of a, it's just a unique next step that will allow churches to both develop greater men, develop a leadership pipeline, a place where they can pull. And by the way, it is discipleship. You're going to be teaching men the power of discipleship, not from a textbook, but from the context of being able to share their life story and letting that be how they lean in to relationships and identify those that they can disciple that are in their homes, that are in their neighborhoods, that are in their workplaces. Yeah, and I think, and we know this, that uh, strategically for the church to reach people, to reach families, the men are the key. Because if you can reach the men, you will get the family 90% of the time. Sometimes if you reach the wife first, you'll reach the rest of the family. Sometimes if you reach the kids. But 90, I think statistically, it's 90% of the time or more, right. yeah. you will reach the entire family if you meet reach the men and get them really plugged in and engaged in spiritual things and into the church. Um, so this is a strategic ministry of mentoring and, and reaching out to men uh, to make a difference in their lives. And that's one of the things we want to do as ministry in men, in ministry is, is do that and not just stand up on Sunday and teach lessons and not just, you know, administrate to the church during the week and just lead songs or just teach youth groups or do those things. We want to invest and pour in to people's lives. Now, I'll say this, Kevin, I have been through a group of uh, with radical mentoring at our church this last year, and it's been really life changing for me in a lot of ways. And I, I'm sold out to it. I've told a group of guys the other day, this is where I'm pouring my life. Um, but I want to come to the end of my life and have a group of guys who I can look back and say, you know, I didn't waste my life. I took some time to invest in some others and pour. And my wife's not having to search for people to be the pallbearers at my funeral. You know, you there's, a, there, there's a whole group of people. And I think men really long for these types of relationships that are beyond talking sports, that are beyond talking weather, but, you know, talking, how is God working in your life? How is God teaching you and showing you what you need to do in these areas? And this is an avenue to do it. So maybe our episode today is turning into an infomercial for radical mentoring, but I firmly believe in it. And I am a satisfied Three customer. Three easy installments of $9.99. <laughs> you too That's can right. have a radical hey, mentor. Let's hear from our next uh, satisfied customer. Hey, <laughs> yes. Kevin, right. you know, one of the things you mentioned there too. So I think sometimes as a tier one, tier two, tier three leader, where somebody makes Sometimes we do think as in terms of, hey, this is going to really help my church. But you, you said something to the fact, and we know this is the way discipleship should work, mentoring should work. I mean, we're talking about changing the course of, of home, right? You know, of, of family trees that can be changed. Uh, a renewed sense of vocation as ministry, you know, and understanding that 
that calling to ministry is not always to a pulpit. It's not always to, um, you know, a mission field in a sense that you're sent by a mission agency. Sometimes it's showing up where you work at day in and day out. It's being the dad that you need to be, the husband that you need to be, because, you know, we know those things, but we don't always, um, we don't always think through it as we should not. And I do love the idea that as we take mentoring and discipleship, to its logical outcomes, those are places that we should see real influence, real, um, real help happening. Um, and so I, I love that uh, that you mentioned that. You might maybe just uh, talk a little bit about that more, maybe about some of the effects you're seeing in some homes. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the re- most remarkable thing is we did a survey several years ago of mentors who have led more than five groups so they've been mentoring over five years, which would give them somewhere around, you know, typically 30 or so mentees. And we, and we asked that group of men, ended up representing slightly under, um, like now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give you numbers and I'm going to get it wrong. So I'm just going to give you the statistic. How about that? Um, the divorce rate of that group of mentees represented by those kind of what we call long-term mentors was 2.4%. And I think the amazing thing that's happening is when people, and I, and I get, you know, I get to sort of drink my own Kool-Aid and get to see the emails come in and, um, or is it eat what I'm cooking? I don't know. There's some weird analogy I'm trying to, to make right there that won't connect. But I, I think that's the reality is, you know, you may, you may get great leaders out of it, but if all you're doing is creating a, a man who shows up more at home and understands the power of representing to his kids, the importance of their, of a godly marriage, or you're helping, you know, you're helping oftentimes helping these guys better understand the wounds that they have from their earthly fathers. And that, I mean, that was my story. I had, my dad passed away when I was in high school, really tragically. And I had this crazy wound and gimp and limp and all this stuff going on that, helped me from fully understanding my relationship with my heavenly father. And it wasn't until I sat down with Reggie in that mentoring group. And he was the first guy that was willing to say, gosh, you got that wrong. What you're, you're performing for somebody to win approval and you don't need to do that. And if that's all I got out of that mentoring group in 2002, holy cow, check a thousand boxes and say it was worth it. Now I got a whole heck of a lot more out of it. Now I'm privileged to sort of lead this, but you may have guys that all they do is show up and they're better at home, but holy moly, if you're winning at home, guess what's going to happen? You said it, it's Ben and Danny, you guys both know it's going to transform your churches. Yeah. So it's, it's just a really powerful thing where you're, you're just helping these guys see that, Take the mask off, create space where you don't have to perform for anybody. You can just be honest with yourself about the challenges you're having and be surrounded by a group of men who are sharing the same challenges with you and have community and be able to talk those things out and not feel like you're performing. It's a game changer. Yeah. And even if you do just impact that one home Mm -hmm. and that guy just is a better husband and a better father who raises his kids to love the Lord better. That's still generational change you have generational, caused no doubt. because those kids are going to grow up with a more biblical look at what it means to be a, a godly husband, no man, um, wife, 
and going to know how to live the Christian life better just because of one impact in one home. So it's not just a, well, just one person and they're not even teaching a class now. It's generational impact of that mentoring relationship. What he said. You know, Kevin, also, it's not just a divorce rate. Like, we have several ministries around us that are like recovery ministries. And, you know, just being able to see not only dealing with stuff at home, you know, maybe issues we had growing up, but goodness, just the addiction thing that, you know, we men are just more, uh, I should say that, I'm not a psychologist. It seems like men can be really uh, addicted to something pretty quickly, but we tend to hide it, right? We tend to, to, to push it down and suppress it. And so, yeah, now we're giving space for people to go, hey, here's where I struggle with. And rather than, you know, pressing that down or something, we have an opportunity with guys that we know, guys that we, you know, I, I love that book, Band of Brothers. I know uh, a yeah. lot of people do. I just love that that commitment they have to, to one another. And I just, there's that that element that just changes homes, changes churches, changes workshops and things like that. But, yeah, even like addiction and recovery, I think, has got to play a part of that. It does, and I think what I what I tell folks is what what you're doing is you're you're creating generalists. You're not you know you're not really creating any, a mentor will never be a may not be a specialist in anything, but you're creating a, a in many ways a generalist who has got the eyes and ears to hear things that may create additional conversations in a one on one meeting somewhere that maybe it hints around addiction or or other things. And what I always tell the mentors is then, you know, you go back to your church, you guys have got resources that can then connect these guys into other areas. If there is a need to um, need some more specialty kind of training or, or counseling or whatever it might be, you're not creating lay counselors, um, but you're just creating an authentic environment where if those things happen to come up and it, it takes you as a mentor to a place where you are uncomfortable having the conversation because you feel unqualified, you've now locked arms with somebody anyway, and you can say, hey, you know what, this, this is probably too much for me to handle, but would you be okay if the two of us went and had a conversation about where else you could go to be, you're just creating mm -hmm. a safe space for all that dialogue to unpack and unfold and um, the, the life change is really powerful. Yeah, that's that's the key is having those relationships where it's safe to say those things. And one of the things that's through that when you expose and tell people who you are, they love you more because of it. Um, it. That, that's one of the things of radical mentoring. Now, um, kind of wrapping things up, maybe. Um, I know when people think I'd love to be a mentor, I'd love to do this, but I just don't have time. I'm already swamped. I am. I don't have time to meet you know multiple hours a week with people and do these things. I just don't have time. I can't do that. That's one of the things I do love about RM because it's doable, I think, for anybody. So, Kevin, just kind of run us through a basic skeleton of what a radical mentoring yeah. mentoring relationship looks like. Yeah, so it's it, it, we talked about it earlier. It's a group mentoring environment. A lot of people think mentor and they assume one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so what we've tried to do is leverage the power of the experience of the mentor, giving him a platform to share that with multiple people. So one or two mentors to four to eight mentees is typically the setup. Um, you have a retreat on the front end, which is called the story retreat. That can sometimes be an overnight. It can be a day. But that's probably the most powerful thing that happens is when you 
create space on the back porch for these guys to share their stories with each other, which kind of creates the framework for um, the rest of the mentoring journey. Then there's a kind of a commencement on the back end. But what happens in the middle is it's a once a month meeting for three hours. And that's the hard, fast commitment. And, and that is the same thing that Reggie and I did in 2002. And the power of that is, you know, most guys think, oh, if it's a church thing, it's a weekly commitment or whatever it might be. I mean, we're, we've all got these, you know, we've all got these biases that we've created around classes and other things. Well, you, you know, the, the average attendee is, you know, families coming to church 1.4 or 1.2 times a month now. Um, but the, the magic of that once a month for three hours is most guys can block that out. And then in between, there's a book that will be read. There's some really practical homework assignments, kind of like a lab. You know, you're kind of creating an assignment for these guys to do. They're going out into the real world, into their homes and in their marriages and in their workplaces and working on these things. Then they come back together in a month. Um, they're going to have some one-on-one -on -one time with another mentee in the group. The mentor will get together with them one-on-one, -on -one, but not every month. So it's I estimated, I think I did this experiment one time that it's, you know, nine hour retreat on the front end, nine hours on the back end, three hours for nine to 12 months. It's like a hundred hours or something over the course of a year that they would, could invest. The wild card is how fast do you read? And for some guys that is a real challenge, but it, it's designed to be doable and, and achievable for people who have a heart to do it. And that commitment level that says, yeah, this matters and I'm going to lean into this. Yeah, for me, that was the, the, the selling point is like, okay, I have young kids still at home. We still have ball games. They still have homework. We have, you know, church events going on that I have to be at. I can't opt out of some of those. This is doable. I can do one night a month. I, I can do that. And really the reading, from my experience, 10 to 15 minutes a day, you know, a few minutes before bed is going to accomplish most of it most months. Um, so I know we can't we can't see you, but I mean you can tell we can tell you're a reader just if you were to turn around and look at the bookshelf behind you. <laughs> but not not a lot of guys are. And I think you're right. Yeah. You, we the books we we recommend aren't all books we've written, but they're designed to be biblically very strongly biblically based, but digestible in a 30 day period of time, practical in nature. Not, you know, I did have one guy tell me one time they were going to do the Bonhoeffer biography that month. And I'm like, dude, good luck. I mean, you're going to introduce the Bonhoeffer biography to these guys. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about store identity. I'm like, okay, but <laughs> I started you, know, you that can't book. do that in a month. I started that book three years ago and I'm not done with it. Yeah. <laughs> what I appreciate about it, and I think this is where... A lot of guys in ministry, maybe especially in the second chair, well, this isn't a ministry of my church. Well, this is something you can do personally. Even if the church doesn't launch a big radical mentoring or a mentoring ministry, you can decide, I personally am going to invest in five to six guys a year. And I'm going to take some time, pour my life into them, and I can do this and make a difference there. I, I see it personally as part of my ministry personally, not my vocational yeah. ministry. This is my spiritual walk where I, you know, as, as Paul tells, pour into other people, you know, yep. teach others so they can teach others. That's this is part of my obedience is the mentoring. Um, so, so Kevin, I know a lot of these resources are available online. People can check it out. There's little to no cost to a lot of the resources from Radical Mentoring. Um, how can they, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you or to connect with Radical Mentoring? 
Yeah, so the best way to find us is you go to our website, which sounds super impersonal. There's RadicalMentoring.com. What we've done is we have an account you can create. We give everything away for free, which is terrible business. If this was a business podcast, people would be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But we do that because we've, we believe we're going to be funded by men and churches and people who've been touched by our ministry. So you can go on there, create this account, and what you'll find on the account is everything you could think of when you're thinking about launching it to when you're thinking about what's happening in the groups. We don't, we give you all the recommended books, we give you all the homework assignments, we give you all the scripture to memorize, um, we give you a conversation guide for the mentor. So we really give you everything so that you as the mentor only have to show up and think about how do I love and how do I serve the men that are going to show up at my table tonight. You have all the resources there, but there's no reason to reinvent anything. So once you create that account, you'll be connected with either myself or another member of our, we have two folks that really what I call church account managers who will then get together with you and they'll pester you and say, get on the phone with me because they want to they want you to understand the resources they want you to understand how to implement it and so we journey with you as a leader from idea to launch to commencement to launch the next round and so uh, you're never left without a person we never want to give you resources not a person to talk to about it so that's the best way radicalmentoring.com create an account um, and then you'll be connected with our team and we'll we'll help you from there yeah go connect with them they are very good at doing that now wrapping things up i have kind of a fun question for you kevin what is, through your experience with Radical Mentoring, what's the craziest place you've ever heard of a mentoring group meeting? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of parking lot pictures, but I think a lot of that has been sort of this COVID-related environment where people are just, they're, they're meeting wherever they can meet and be uh, be six, six feet I've apart. Seen I've seen garages. I've seen all kinds of places. I'm trying to think of the craziest. I've, I'm st- I've been stumped. I've <laughs> never been asked that question. And I'll tell you the the, the uh, there's a reason I, you're asking though. No, I just interesting. Oh, just I thought curious. You were tell me you met in some weird spot. No, we met when my group met. We met in one of our church members' uh, garages, and his garage is like a wood shop. And I was I had to put yeah. my back to it because my OC OCD ADD was just going crazy because I was watching <laughs> his. Um, tools and making sure okay they're all lined up perfectly the vacuums for all his woodworking equipment i was just following that the whole time it was just it was a great spot for it but for my add nature it just kind of every week i was i found myself watching where the vacuum for the sawdust was going yeah. so, but but it's been been great well thanks for joining us kevin um, what i would say to you out there in uh, chair two land consider you, the investment you're going to make in the next generations of people. Are you just teaching lessons on a weekly basis or are you personally pouring into others? This is a tool you can use to become a true mentor one-on-one with a group of other men personally and make an investment in their lives. Danny, any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's just so good. I, I wrote so much down. I'm processing and just, you know, what a great reminder, just the opportunity we have. So, Kevin, thank you. Thank you so much. And just want to encourage folks to know that uh, that website's there. Always reach out to Ben and I. If you missed something on the podcast or can't find it, we'll, we'll try to point you in the right direction as well. But this is great. Thank you so much. 
Guys, I love it. I love what I do, and I love to hear the stories that of life change that happen inside these groups. And so I'd be honored to partner with anybody that wants to connect with us. And I can vouch for they are serious about that, and they will get back with you. So like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media so you keep up with the next post, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.